Loading Erica's podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. Live from New York City, it's the Erica Finn Show. And your host who gets up close and personal with celebrities from the stage and beyond, Erica Finn. Hello, everyone. I'm Erica, and welcome to tonight's show. We have a great show for you. I am here with Jessica Lee Golden. Jessica's an actress best known for, for taking on the role of Val and Cassie in the Broadway revival of A Chorus Line. Hi, Jessica. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Excited to have you here. Now, you're originally, you're from the East Coast, right? You're from New Jersey? I am. I'm originally from Parsippany, New Jersey. Okay, great. Is that, where is that in the middle of the state? Or I'm not that familiar with um, no, it's not very. I'm. I was fortunate. It's not very far from the city. It's like about thirty-five minutes away. Um, yeah, and my family is still there. So, did you come into the city a lot growing up, or did you? You, you know, know kind of I stay did. In the suburbs? When I caught the theater bug when I was like ten, um, mm-hmm. my mom started driving me in to take classes at Broadway Dance Center. Um, and uh, I used to take David Marquez's class a lot. I loved him. Um, and and then slowly, like, seeing Broadway shows, and um, and then I uh, went to the Performing Arts High School, PPAS, um, on 48th, between 8th and 9th, um, and uh, that's so I commuted in and out every day from New Jersey to go to high school. Oh, wow, that's great. Yeah, I actually i am familiar with Broadway dance. I've gone there just, you know, for fun um, over the years. Have you? Their hip-hop classes. Yeah, it's a great yeah. Such a it great really thing. is. So is that where you yeah, got your... Nice, go on. I uh, know, that's just, that's, I, it was so cool to, like, I remember being in classes when I was, you know, 10, 11, and going into classes I had no right being in, but just to challenge myself, you know, and there are professionals that go there and, and take class, and just to be in that environment is really cool. Is that where you got your dance training growing up, or um, was there somewhere no, else as well? My dance training was in New Jersey. I I went to, you know, a, a regular dance school. My mom put my, myself and my two sis, younger sisters, who can dance, don't choose to do it for a living, um, all in dance class when we were three. Um, I went to Mary Lou Hale School of Dance, which is in New Jersey. Um, so that's kind of where I got my start, and I fell in love with it right away. And then and then I actually thought that I was going to be a, a a competitive gymnast. I started tumbling at that dance studio, and I was good. And so I got into uh, gymnastics. I went to North Star Gymnastics Academy in New Jersey, um, and I competed. And it was so crazy to think now about the things that I used to do. Um, and um, I, I did quite well and, and won state championships and, and was really into it. I never, I never quit dancing, though, when I was doing that. Even though you, like, saw life a much, you know, if you were going to compete for a gym, you were only, you know, supposed to do that. I went on the gymnastics on the side because I loved it. And um, so, uh, you know, it, it got really hard really fast, and I was getting injuries. And when I would get those injuries, my first reaction would always be, oh, my gosh, if something goes really wrong, I might not ever dance again. It wasn't, oh, my gosh, I'm never going to, you know, vault again. I kind of oh. realized that that's what I wanted to do at that point. I was, I was that kind was your of first love. Mm. Exactly. Oh, wow. And, and so um, I 
was in the gym, you know, five hours every single day. And so I was, like, bouncing off the walls at home. And um, I sang in church. I went to a Catholic uh, elementary school. And I sang uh, solo. I sang Silent Night uh, on Christmas Eve at church. And somebody leaned over to my mom and was like, her voice is kind of good. You know, she's a pretty good singer. Why don't you get her into singer classes? And they had this great... um, studio, which is no longer there, unfortunately. Um, Caroline and Brad Worth Tyrell owned a studio called Worth Thrill Studios in Morristown, New Jersey. And um, they were both theater performers back in the day. And I went there and I absolutely fell in love right away. Um, and learning about theater and doing different workshops and getting exposed to different shows. Um, and uh, one of the first shows they, I, I actually did there was a chorus line. They would do a chorus line every spring. Um, and so you got to play different roles each time you did it. Crazy because that was also your first Broadway debut was in a chorus line. It was. It's wild to, like, look back and and see this footage and, and know that I, you know, played a cut dancer and then, you know, Mike is a girl and, you know, the whitest Morales you've ever seen. But um, it, it's very cool because it, it ended up, you know, Coruscant was such a huge part of my life um, and, conti- and continues to be. So to have my first taste, you know, be there at that studio, which was like my second home, was really cool. Um, and, that, and that was kind of it. From there, I knew I, that that's what I wanted to do. I did uh, five years of ballet training with um, New Jersey Ballet Company. Um, and I, that was a, that was a decision for me. I I had a couple of, you know, um, competitive dance schools, uh, kind of offer me, you know, positions or, or to join. And I, I never really wanted to do that. I knew as much as it was hard for me because I'm not really a ballerina or in that ballet mindset. I was like, I want to be a crazy theater performer. I knew I needed that ballet training, um, that technique. And so I did that for five years as well as, as the work that I was doing on theater at, at Worthful Studios. Um, so hand in hand, I think that was the most valuable time really to prepare me for what I'm doing now. And so what um, about singing? Where, where did you learn? Um, or sing, singing, singing? You know, honestly, singing came later for me. I, mm-hmm. I got a little bit of training when I was at Gold Forming Arts but not really. Um, I had a few voice lessons after that. But truthfully, it was just through doing it. I mean, you know, I worked at Paper Mill Playhouse when I was younger um, in New Jersey, and I got to have stage experience there. I was in Gypsy when I was a kid there. I was in Carousel. So any, really any vocal that I got was just through experience. Um, And I think, you know, when people ask me, do you wish you had gone to college, the only reason I really wish that I had done that is because I didn't get any of that opportunity for the vocal training, really, Mm -hmm. um, to just focus on that. Um, But, I mean, it was just doing it on stage. It's kind of like naturally what I had, I worked with. Um, you know, and then since then, I've I've been able to vocal coach and and voice lessons, um, but that was just something that kind of naturally was there. Lucky, <laughs> I've always I wanted know. to sing. I cannot sing for the life of me. <laughs> and it's still, you know, it's still something that everything is still something that I'm I'm always looking to improve and work on. 
Now, now at the Performance Arts School, what is that like? I mean, I've of course heard of it, but I, I I'm not sure what the like the daily schedule is, like what you know what it really prepares you for. Sure. Um, well, PPAS is um, is a public school, but you have you know you audition to get in, and um, and I actually auditioned with Music in the Mirror to get in, um, and and did. The it's a small that school is a small school, which was good for me because I was coming from you know a Catholic school in New Jersey, and all of a sudden here I am in the big bad city. Um, but it's it's uh, it's very very few students. I can't even really give you the number. Like maybe a thousand kids from age six to twelve. Um, there, I'm actually working with Andrew Keenan Bolter right now, and he went to PPAS. Um, uh, it's a it's a great school. It's academics, um, you know, in the beginning part of the day um, until the afternoon, and then you would switch over to whatever you do. Um, I was in the theater program, so we took you know our theater classes, um, our acting classes, and and some you know. Um, dance classes and stuff like that there um uh, you can go for different things you can go for music you can go for um uh dance you know the uh they work with Alvin Ailey at that school um and i i really loved it because they i loved doing a musical every year um they were really really good about that i got to do hair my freshman year and then um i played charity and sweet charity my sophomore year um and i, I just, that was the coolest to be you know pursuing my dream and like at the performing arts high school and doing a musical in New York was just uh, incredible. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a, a day in the life of PPAS. Now, how old were you when you auditioned for Chorus Line on Broadway? I, I was, I was 18 at the time that I auditioned. Um, and how did you find and, out you got the part of Vale? Oh my goodness. I, <laughs> it, it was an interesting process because, you know, they had been auditioning people for a whole year before they cast the show. I that's typical. Having, or what's the typical audition for the whole year? I'm sure I mm-hmm. I didn't have to go through that because I went mm-hmm. to the um I went to the final what what I found out was the final open call because they didn't have an agent at the time. So and they cast the show a week after that happened. So I got thrown into this whirlwind at the tail end of it. Um, and it all happened very, very quickly. And of course, you know, the documentaries have cameras in my face and I'm auditioning next to my idols and, you know, it was absolutely insane. But I can imagine for everyone else and I, you know, people that I talked to afterwards, went, yeah, I mean, auditioning for an entire year, talk about it, you know, being prolonged in that like, oh my gosh, you know, can we cast this thing already? I'm sure that that must have been hard. So I'm, I am think the way that I was able to go about it, which was like sneaking in there at the end, I'm grateful for. Um, but it definitely was a whirlwind. And so we, you know, I Wait, why were there cameras? Why were there cameras in your face during the audition? The cam, the, we, they uh, filmed a documentary film called Every Little Step. Uh, which was the the audition process and ca- the audition and process, uh, casting process for Chorus Line for the Broadway revival, and so essentially, you know, you went in and and uh, I didn't know that that was happening until I got there, and they asked you to sign a waiver, and so you know, it was maybe my second Broadway audition, and 
how I'm signing away the footage of this audition, you know, mm. um, was, was scary. I, you know, if I could never watch myself audition again, I'd be really, really happy. Um, it's not, not <laughs> fun. Uh, it's a, it's an amazing thing to have. I mean, I, I look at it and I, I look at my little, you know, 18 year old self, my little plump, fresh face. And I think, wow, this is really cool. I'm going to get to show this to my kids someday, you know, and remember always how, how green I was and, and, uh, and excited, you know, to be, to be there. And just to be, a, I was really just, I was very um, honored to be a part of it, to be there at that time in New York and be able to audition for the show. Um, because I loved the show so much. You know, I was 18. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm even here. So then when mm-hmm. I realized in, in that week that they were actually considering me, I kept pinching myself like, wait a second. No, they're, they're not actually considering me for this. I'm, I'm not ready. I kept thinking, I'm not ready. I'm too young. This is crazy, but I'll just keep going. I'll keep showing up. They keep asking me to come back. Um, so I kept going. And, and towards the end of the week, you know, they kept, cameras kept following me and, and, kind of coming to my house in New Jersey and asking me, you know, how I got there and my experience of course. And I was like, oh, my gosh, wait a second. They are really looking at me for this. And they were looking at me for a, um, a cover. They were looking at me to cover a few roles, um, to cover Val, to cover Cassie, and I think maybe Christine at the time. And they kept giving me this material to go home and look at. And every time I'd come back in and I'd prepare uh, everything, the director, Bob Avian, would always say, do Val one more time. And so I would do Val, and he'd go, okay. And I would leave, and he, w- he didn't want to see anything else. And I'd go, all right. And, and then I'd be told by casting, continue to prepare all of the cover stuff. I was like, okay. And, and I'd go in again, and he'd say, do Val one more time. And so I would do it. <laughs> um, and, then, and then, you know, we, we were on stage, I think at the Broadhurst, that was a scary day. It was like the last big audition day. So we're all, everyone's on stage um, for this final callback and, and the cameras are there and we're all dancing for our lives and um, just trying not to fall over essentially. And after that day, um, uh, I got the call uh, when I got home. I was, I was in my house in New Jersey. And it was just, you know, it was, you know, it's funny to be honest didn't feel the way I thought it was going to feel to get a call that you're going to be in a Broadway show because I was just so floored and scared, <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm. it, it was it was like my really my ultimate dream, my ultimate show, and it was the first thing that I was ever going to do. So I was like, oh, and I was 18. I was just not the way I envisioned it to be. And so the pressure just hit me right away. You know, you, you know, my agents called and said, I had an agent at this time because I'd gotten one through this audition process thinking, oh, my God, if I get this, I don't know, I'm on my own. And they said, you're going to play Val. And I was just like, wait a second, what? <laughs> I was looking like, at this for Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I don't Are they making a mistake, I thought? You know, I just, uh, I... I knew it was a it's a beloved character in in such a beloved show. So I was just like, oh my gosh, I hope I don't. I hope I do it proud, you know. And um, were you and able to it, bo- were you able to bond with the other auditioners, or was there a lot of? I would think there'd be a lot of resentment towards you. Here it is, they've auditioned for a year, and you come in and boom, yes. you know, ever the cameras are yeah. on. Clearly, you're you know, and it's competitive. It, it, so yeah, what was you that know, like? It, that experience. It was, you know, I, I think 
think I am grateful that I was just so young and like so much of it, I was in my own little world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I I, mm-hmm. I didn't have relationships with people. You know, I just onto the scene, so I didn't. I didn't come into it coming into the room and, like, saying hi to 50 people. I was just, like, the girl in the corner, you know, trying to do her best and dance. So it wasn't – I didn't really feel that. Um, I'm sure that that did happen. Um, You know, I know that feeling, and I will continue to know that feeling. There are such incredible performers, you know, coming up now – and and dancers that uh, I get to see come through and go, wait a second, where did you just come? You're right out of college, you know, or whatever. And um, and so that does happen, that kind of <laughs> circle of life, if you will. And it's mm-hmm. cool. And um, But, yes, it is hard, of course, because we all want it. Um, and, you know, I do have to say I we did go through that um, – that process, but I am friends with a lot of those people that I auditioned with now, um, and you know, and people that didn't do the show or people that did. You know, I think that experience was kind of was a bonding experience, and um, I think I, hopefully they forgive me when they realize I was just a scared little girl who some really kind of like stumbled in, and uh, and and it just was meant to be, you know, and uh, I think thinking of it like that always makes it better somehow. So, so it's opening night. Were you, were you really nervous? Were you, oh you know, my God, nervous? What was that night like? Yes, I was, I was very nervous. <laughs> I was very nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was kind of like the whole thing was underwater. Um, just, I mean, I think any opening is like that. I always get open uh, nerves on opening nights. I, I'm not a fan of opening nights. I love the show before opening, and I love the show after opening. But it just mm-hmm. becomes so in your head, you know. And uh, and you want it to be perfect, and it's never going to be perfect. It's never perfect, you know. But that night especially, I mean, to know, like, oh, my God, Donna McCackney's in the audience. Oh, and there's Wayne Salento. And, like, and just all of these people that I have looked up to forever. And I'm on stage with people that I've looked up to forever. Um, and, yeah, I was petrified, absolutely petrified. Um, and uh, and it went off without a hitch. And then that the best part of that night was the party because then it was over and I got to meet all these incredible people and dance the night away and my family right was here. there and share it with my mom. Um, who who was there? Who were you most excited to meet? Who was I? Oh, gosh. The, you know, that night it was Pamela Blair and Mitzi Hamilton who really had a lot to do with um, shaping Val, the, the character of Valerie Clark, who I was playing. I, that that was a really, really cool thing. Um, yeah, that, I, that is who sticks out in my mind at that point. Um, uh, meeting them was, was really incredible, and they were so nice and so supportive. Um, yeah. Now, New York Times gave you a great review. They said you unconditionally own the role. That must have felt oh, great. Goodness. Yes. Oh my. Oh my gosh. To, you know, you always like when when people have nice things to say about what you're doing. I I didn't expect that. I I kept thinking, oh my gosh, I hope they don't say something bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um. I uh. So when that happened, I was like, you know, it was funny. To be completely honest, 
the all the entire rehearsal process, I kept thinking, oh, my God, they're going to fire me. <laughs> There's no way. I was like, I just can't believe they've cast me. And then we got, you know, to out of town. And I, I am a grower. I'm not someone who goes in uh, performance ready. I really, I don't, I'm not a great auditioner. Um, I'm fine. Um, I, I appreciate the people seeing the potential and, and cast me. And then I continue to grow until opening night. I know that now. I didn't know that then because I was 18. <laughs> so, and I hadn't worked very much. So I just, I, it was never good enough in my eyes. What I was doing wasn't good enough. And I, I thought people, oh my God, people are going to know this isn't good enough. And so out of town, I, I start, as soon as I got an audience, I mean, especially when you're playing a comedic role, that changes everything really. Um, and so I started to to find it out of town, and 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 it really started to grow. And I started to be like, okay, maybe maybe you should be playing this role. And started to get a little easier on myself. And then we got to New York, and it, and it started to grow a, a little bit a little bit more. And and I started to find my feet there. Um, so when that happened, and and that review came out, it, it really meant a lot to me because I was just so freaking proud that I didn't crack <laughs> under all that pressure mm-hmm. that I felt. Um, and it, it felt like, okay, you know, you're, you belong and then some. And I was like, wow, that, that is a really, really cool thing. Um, and, yeah, it made, it made me feel, feel great. Now, you eventually took over the role of Cassie. How, how did that come I about? Did. You know, um, it was the end of the two-year run, and I had played Val, and um, I I think I had started um, kind of, I think I was like a second cover or third cover um, about a year and a half in, but they had so many people to play Cassie and to cover the role and to, you know, we had vacation swings. We had so many people up till then, and I was so young. You know, by that time I was 20, 21, um, that I wasn't right for it, really. Um, and um, Charlotte was gone. For some reason, you know, when, when we found out that we, we were closing, I think she had a, a, I don't know, she had a, another engagement and everyone else was, was either sick or hurt. It really just wasn't anyone else. And um, they could have brought people in to do it. But um, John Brolio, our producer, gave me a call one morning and I was in bed and he was like, how would you feel about playing Cassie for the final two weeks. And I was like, what? <laughs> that was like not even something that I could have ever fathomed or thought could happen. And I, I was like, I was like, all right. And two, two thoughts went through my mind. It was a, wow. You know, that is so exciting. How am I going to get my act together, you know, in time enough to do that and do yeah. it to, you know, the, as you know, to, well enough that I would be, you know, at all satisfied, which I was, you know, knew wasn't possible and and, and wasn't. But also I'm not going to be able to play Val, which I played for two years for, you know, to close the show out. So it was like a bittersweet thing. It was like, okay, I'm going to have to say goodbye, you know, a little early to Val. And that was, that was fun and hard. And then I'm going to be working my tail off to try to get this ready, you know, this part that I am have at this age no right to play. <laughs> so it was um, basically doing double duty, playing Val and, and rehearsing during the day uh, to get ready for Cassie. And, um, you know, I they were wonderful. Michael Gorman, who uh, assists um, uh, by York Lee, uh, did a wonderful job at preparing me for the role. 
Um, and, you know, we, we danced it and tried to get the scenes to a place where that I could relate to it at all at 21. Um, you know, cause I was Val, I was like fresh off the bus, here I am ready to go. And, and Cassie is, it's like the opposite of that really. It's like, she's been through the ringer and had great success and come down from that and now begging for a chorus job. So, you know, to try to, to find that was interesting. Um, and Patrick Bacriello was wonderful at helping me get, you know, the vocals ready. Um, and so basically, you know, by the skin of my teeth, I went out there. And, of course, the entire cast who has seen me, you know, uh, backstage shaking my tail around as Val is like, wait a second, that's just like, <laughs> she's 21, what is going on? So it was really nerve-wracking because they had never seen me do it at all. Um I, you know, that first time I turned around to do it into the mirrors, I could see the reflection of the entire cast in the wing. Basically, you know, out of love, so like, wait a second, what's going on here? Being like, what are you going to do? <laughs> Little 21-year-old right, right. Uh, you know, playing <laughs> Kathy. Um, and, uh, and, it went, and it went pretty well that first time. And then, you know, it, it, it grew over those two weeks. Um, and, uh, and the final night was really incredible, um, you know, to have all of, you know, a lot of family and friends come back and old cast members to come back and, like, to have seen me on that journey of this scared little girl playing Val, you know, landing a Broadway debut, to then, you know, playing Cassie, which is really, you know, was my dream role. It was just, it was really, really cool moments that, that final night. Oh, um, it sounds like it. Yeah. And you also, you got yeah. to play opposite Mara Lopez, right? I that did play cool. opposite Mario Lopez. <laughs> it was cool. It Mario. was very cool. And they even brought him up on stage for, like, you know, a couple extra scenes that Zach isn't usually there. I mean, he's Mario Lopez, and he looks like that. I, you know, I, I don't blame them. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was a pretty cool experience. Is there ever a role that you can turn down that you later regretted? That's a good question. Um no, I don't think I don't think so. Um, I really, I really have this this kind of um, philosophy of like, really everything is meant to be. So, mm-hmm. and I, I really try to trust trust my gut instincts. Um, and and so quite often I will sometimes you know turn down uh, a bigger job or a you know it whatever that is in quotations for, you know, something that I really think is going to challenge me. Um, and, uh, even if it's on a smaller scale and it, and it does, and, and usually it's right. Um, I, I've, I've felt really fortunate in that light, um, that I've got to do a lot of the things that I really wanted to do. Um, yeah. Now I know performance schedules are, you know, definitely grueling. You're rehearsing and then you're, you're live on stage every night. Have you been able to, how do you think you've been able to balance having a personal life? Um, that's a good question. I, I'm, I'm very grateful that my family is so close. Um, mm-hmm. to me, when I'm in New York, um, uh, I get to see them in New Jersey all the time. I mean, I have incredible supportive friends. Um, uh, my best friend, Carly Willick, she's on tour right now. We stay in touch all the time. You know, uh, it's so easy. I mean, it's easy now with 
Skype and all of that stuff. I can see her whenever I want. My best friend, Mark Tuminelli, was here opening night. Um, we have come to each other's opening nights for a while now. Um, you know, you, you make the effort, you fly out, because that's those are the people that keep me sane in this crazy business. Um, and, you know, whenever my family can, they come out to see a show. Um, you know, I love – I live um, – I really try to be in the moment, and I, I love doing shows, but when I'm out of town doing a show, which is quite often, I do a lot of regional work, um, when I come home, I take that time. I'm not thinking about, oh, my gosh, okay, what's next? What am I doing next? What am I doing next? Which is so, it's so easy to fall into that in this business. You know, oh, my gosh, how do I find the ladder? I need to get higher. I need to get higher. I don't think about that mm-hmm. at all. Mm. I really believe it's all meant to be. So I go, mm. you know, I, I take that time at home to be with them and to enjoy my friends and to just have a normal life. And when that balance happens, it's just so funny how things kind of line up and work out. Um, and, and the work comes when it needs to come. And it's like it, it's, somehow the universe knows, okay, she's rested enough and she's sane enough. We'll, we'll, let's do another show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. yeah, I love that. I love how, that. You have, a real, you have a real spiritual side that I, I, I can do. really relate to. Yeah, yeah, I I think that's what's it it makes my life my life better and it makes my performance better. Mhm. Yeah. Who do you in the in the theater world like? Who is your, you know, like who do you look up to the most? Who is who do you aspire to be like? Oh gosh, um, you know, I really um, I've had the the pleasure of of um of working with two incredible women uh, quite recently. I, I've done a chorus line, um, oh, my gosh, since since the Broadway production maybe ten times. Um, and I'm about to do it again at the Engerman Theater um, when I get back to New York. Um, in, in March, we start rehearsals. Um, playing oh, Kathy. But I have worked uh, with Missy Hamilton now a few times, and she um, sets the show, directs the show. And she is just one of the most incredible women that I have ever met. Um, and I I really think of her as like a, a second mother figure. She is, or or a crazy, amazing, sexy aunt. <laughs> you know, she is she is Val uh, incarnate. You know, she is the character of Val, <laughs> and, and who and when you meet her, she is all those things. Just this amazing blonde bombshell, but she's also this incredible heart and spirit. And um, and I think she has helped to kind of guide that spiritual side of me for sure. Um, and just the way she, what she brings into every show process, but also just having her in my life. Um, she's somebody that I really, I greatly look up to. Um, and she's Jen been a mentor also, to you. She's a total mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I think, I think of things different since she's come into my life in the best way possible. So I'm very grateful for that. Um, and any chance I get to to do the show and and to work with her, you know, to to play a role so many times, there are I get a lot of um, I've heard it out loud, and I'm I'm sure they're saying it not out loud to me, but it's like, oh gosh, why are you playing that role again, or why are you doing that show again, and working with her, you know, I know why, but working with her is defined even more so why. That show especially, um, she she has said it for so many years. She has done the show for so many years since, you know, since the 70s, and every single time, it's like whatever is happening in her life, it, it, it is, the show is completely new. 
setting the show is completely new for her and working with each individual person playing these roles, um, but being themselves and bringing that out of them is new every single time. Um, and it changes her life every time and it changes my life every time um, because I get to, you know, my life is, is always changing and on this journey and it's kind of like this checkpoint. Every single time I get to do the show or play Cassie, um, it's another, it's a checkpoint where I check in with my life and it's like whatever is going on, that show is therapy through it. Um, and mm-hmm. so for that reason, um, Missy Hamilton absolutely is, is um, someone I look up to greatly. And then I've also had the opportunity recently uh, through American Dance Machine through the 21st century to work with Donna McKechnie um, on uh, Music in the Mirror. And she is, um, I, I don't, I, I don't, there are, there are no words really. She is somebody that, um, talk about getting life. You know, she's so just she so puts it all out there, and it's all beautiful. And um, that I think is what I've gained from her is that is is that vulnerability. Um, I'm somebody you know because I'm from Jersey, and it's like I'm tough, and you know you 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 don't cry, you just you stand up and you keep going, and you you know you stay strong, and it's like armor. It's like almost this Jersey armor <laughs> that I can have at times, and. Donna McCackney, um, she really knocks that away. And that I think showed me that um, there is great strength in showing vulnerability. And that is, mm. not, uh, that is not huge in this business. You don't want to show uh, the vulnerability very much. You walk into an audition and everyone's got that armor strapped on. But um, it is quite beautiful. And it feels scary but amazing when you can kind of remove that and go, I'm a human being, you know, and, and this is me and I'm imperfect um, and, um, and, and, and show who you, who you really are and be vulnerable. So I'm very grateful yeah, that's, to her. Yeah, that's what people connect to. And it's, it's, to me, that's the most attractive thing. I don't want to see perfect. I want to see real. Exactly. Um, exactly. And you definitely embody that. Um, not that you're not perfect, but you, you have no, that realness. <laughs> not a bit. I'm perfectly imperfect. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Now we are almost out of time, Jessica, but before okay. we go, I want to play a little game I called Speed Through. You're going to okay. have 60 seconds to answer okay. as many questions as we can get through. Okay? Oh, geez. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. If you have a day off, what's your favorite thing to do? Go to the movies. What's currently on your iPod? Oh, gosh, James Taylor. What what Broadway role is on your dream list? Ooh, oh, gosh. Um, uh, charity and Sue Charity. Cats oh, or dogs? You know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to change that one. Roxy in <laughs> Chicago. That, Roxy in Chicago, it has to be Roxy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cats or dogs? Mm, dogs. Caffeine or no caffeine? Caffeine. Oh, I love caffeine. <laughs> Favorite vacation spot? Oh, I love to go down the shore with my family at the Jersey Shore. Mm-hmm. Morning person or night owl? Night owl. Tell me what this line is from. No day but today. Rent. <laughs> <laughs> One thing you would like to tell your 15-year-old self. Oh, uh, be uh, kind 
and to love yourself and know that you're enough. Mm-hmm. 60 seconds. Awesome job. That was great. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and thank you so much. <laughs> thank, thank you. So much this is lovely. You're, thank you. You're a sweetheart. You really are. Um, oh, find I out think. more about Jessica. Find out more about Jessica at Jessica Lee Golden. That's G O L D Y N dot com or on Twitter at Jessica L Golden. We have some great guests coming up on the show. Follow me at Twitter at Erica Finn for updates and behind the scene pics. Good night, everyone. You have been listening to The Erica Finn Show. We would love to hear from you. Contact the show with any guest requests or comments at the Erica Finn Show at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter.